This podcast is sponsored by Tell2App.com. Welcome to The Life of a Networker. On this podcast, we are featuring industry leaders from the network marketing profession to share with you the stories, inspiration, and leadership. Now, here is global business developer, leader in authentic sharing technology, your host, Mr. Mike Fedick. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Mike Fedick here, and I've got my co-host, Chris Morales, with us. And I'll tell you what, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty lucky today to be here in the studio uh, with a great guest, someone I've got a chance to know now over the last couple of years. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the importance of big events, because that's where I met Rob. And, uh, and so uh, joining us today in the studio, Rob Sperry. Rob, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. Excited to be in the studio. I know this has been a long time coming. We've been able to go back and forth and just different different projects, different ideas, collaboration, they say is the is the new competition. So we've been trying to live that. That's exactly right, man. Well, I mean, we could go on and on. I've got stuff that you've got. Uh, you were voted the number one coach in the whole industry, which is amazing. You've got a couple great books. We'll talk a little bit about that and uh, built private communities, well over 30,000. That was just a couple of years ago. So I'm sure that's doubled and tripled up. But one of the things that you do, Rob, that that's um, that I just admire so much and I love and I think was brilliant um, is really putting together multiple six figures at one people at one time and really collaborating, not letting the group go into like, you know, thousands because then you lose that family type um, atmosphere. But I know you do some great events and we'll promote some of those there. But let's start with the audience because this group that listens in, a lot of these folks are brand new to the industry. We've looked back and we found that there's a bulk of people that are, you know, looking for those nuggets, right? They're at the thousand a month, they're at two grand a month, and they're looking to, to, to get to that six figure number. But before we get into all this good stuff, where did it all start for you? How did you get involved in the network marketing industry? Where and what was that all about? Yeah. So I thought it was the last thing I'd ever do. I, I, was living here in Utah. And if you're not approached by four or five different friends, that means you don't have friends because it feels like every block, there's a different network marketing company. So I created this own story, these own limiting beliefs. I said no to 11 different network marketing companies. And then long story short, I'm running a tennis club. And as I'm running this tennis club, I realized that I quickly hit a ceiling where my income potential had capped very, very quickly. It was great money for 24 years old. But at 25, I just realized, geez, 10, 15, 20 years from now, this is not where I'm going to want to be. And I'm not going to be that much further. And so that's where I started picking everybody's brains at the tennis club. I mean, two guys that sold their companies for over a billion dollars. And I'm saying like, what'd you do? How'd you make your money? And another guy had built a multi hundred million dollar company. And I said, I said, what'd you do? How'd you make your money? And I'd go over to his house and another guy was doing hard money lending and another guy was doing real estate. And long story short, one of the guys that I met up with had made at that time over $20 million in network marketing, but I didn't know that. He was so retired that he wasn't even showing up to his own convention for the last five years. And so for three years, he taught me about real estate. He taught me about life. He taught me about leadership never pitched me on network marketing. And then after about three years, he said, look, my daughter wants to work and make some extra money. And you're the first person I thought of. So I'm thinking this guy's going to talk to me about real estate and commercial developing and all this stuff. And I was going to be the runner boy and do all the, the grunt work and earn my key. And he tells me it's network marketing. And are you kidding me? I don't <laughs> do those things. And this guy just looks right at me and he says, it's fine done wrong. It's your greatest nightmare. But he said, done right. It's your greatest dream. He said, look at the lifestyle I have. 
He said, you know, most people either have a lot of time and no money or a lot of money and no time. He says, I have both. I'm not saying it's easy. He said, it will be hard. The hardest thing you've ever done in some senses, but in the end, it'll be so worthwhile. So it's up to you. And after that, I showed up to his house next day and I was like, okay, tell me a little bit more about this. So that was 2008. So uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit now. It's been a minute. Well, man, I'll tell you, it's funny because, um, you know, I, I think, and, and maybe we'll bring it up during this talk is, is just so many people I see, and I see a lot of it now with, with looking at data and analytics around the industry and all of that. But I just think so many people lead the wrong way. They just, they puke, they say so much right in the beginning and like 12 other people, companies turned you off. And, and once a guy took the time and did it the right way, it was, you were left with, man, I'd be stu- almost stupid not to do this. guy's done. This guy has everything I want. So that is awesome, man. Well, let's go back now. So, so you get started. Is it probably fair to say that you didn't hit a million dollars in your first six months? I mean, your first launch into that company that you were with at that time. Tell us a little bit of uh, what it was like to get started. And then maybe just, you know, now that you know what you know, because you are one of the greatest trainers, I totally agree in the entire industry is, is how can someone basically get started better than what you did back then? What are some things you've learned along the way? Yeah, my everyone's story is unique. My story is unique in the sense that I kind of did the opposite of most. And what I mean by that is I smashed it my first month and then got my butt kicked my second month. And then my fifth month, was so bad that I made just over a dollar an hour if you averaged it out. Wow. So I had to almost reverse engineer and go back and learn what did I do? And I've always studied that and shared that. So my first month, my mentor was extremely smart and he taught me this principle. He said, urgency is synonymous with wealth. And he gave the examples, right? It's the pair two principle. Think about if you have a, if you had something at school for a month, you'd wait to the last two or three days. Network marketing, you know, you've got 80% of the recruiting done in the last couple of days as people are trying to rank advance. And so he taught me this principle. And so he said, you know, keep it extremely simple and, and passionate. And I did. And I learned the principle of the world loves boldness. It makes people curious. It's contagious. And so I had to find a way to be bold in my own style, my own personality. So my first month, I ended up doing $45,000 in sales, generated a paycheck of over 15 grand. And I was a complete idiot. I confused residual income with bonus income. So I quit my job where I'm making six figures a year. It was a career And my second month, I made $2,200 working full-time. So I was part-time 15 grand, full-time 2,200. Now, a lot of you are listening saying, 2,200 is insane. Well, let's keep going. Month five, my check was less than $400 for the month. And I worked 80 hours a week. I mean, that's that's hard. And (laughs) at that point, I'm thinking, I was an idiot. I quit my job. I confused residual income and bonus income. I have to take responsibility for that. So now when I go back and I think about it, it it is the whole concept of think about this. And it's funny because I just talked about this at my mastermind. It was one of their favorite concepts. We're going to take an hour and condense it into two minutes. When your energy is high at the beginning and your knowledge is extremely low, most people actually have a lot of success in sponsoring. That's called the honeymoon stage. Everything's going to be perfect and the best ever. And then all of a sudden you have a couple of people that quit and you got a couple that say, I can't believe you're doing that thing. And you take everything personal because that's what we do, which is just kind of weird because you think about, 
you go to, for breakfast and, you know, a server stops by and says, hey, do you want coffee? And you say no. She's not like, I am so offended. I cannot believe that you do not want this coffee, right? But we do it in network marketing. We take it all personal. So, true. so now all of a sudden you go from honeymoon stage to what I call the sophomore slump. So the beginning, you were delusionally optimistic thinking, oh, if, if Julie signs up, she's the crazy extrovert that talks to everybody and I'm going to be retired going to Bora Bora, living the dream, right? Well, our emotions are too high. We think it's easier than it really is. And then all of a sudden now you go through a sophomore slump where you think it's way harder than it really is. So you're on the opposite pendulum. And now you're, you're so pessimistic and your energy levels go all the way down the tank to the, to the floor. So what do you do? You try to fill in the void, your insecurities with knowledge. And now you become, this is tough love here, but you become the broke know-it-all. And that's what most network marketers do. And you wonder, well, how is able to sponsor more, the vast majority of people, at the beginning when they knew less? It's because their energy levels were high. So why do you listen into, I've got a podcast, Network Marketing Breakthroughs. Why do you listen to this incredible podcast? Why do you listen to all the other podcasts, right? Like, you know, Mike and Chris have done such a phenomenal job getting so many phenomenal leaders. All of it is to build your belief and confidence, which is for what? To raise your energy levels, to go back to the basics because successful people just do the basics better. So it's learn and then it's action, 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 learn, action, action, action. I call it the Lala principle. And that's what our goal is. And so for me, I had to go back to that. So that's just a reminder for all of you, whether you're launching or relaunching is sometimes we got to go back to the basics, simplify things. And the information you're learning is supposed to help raise your energy levels and confidence. It's not to, as Mike said earlier, throw up all over people, which that's what I did in month two, three, four, five. It was like, and the company does this amount of sales and we got this amount of science and we got all these pending patents and our cop plan pays 72.967 ways. Right. And it was like all over the freaking place where, you know, eventually people were like, cool story, bro. Like, uh, yeah, let me know how that goes for you. Man, you, you said so many great things. And I think for most listeners, you're going to have to go back and just push the rewind button and write down a few notes because uh, it is it is so important. But I, I'm definitely going to be stealing uh, the sophomore slump. I mean, that is exactly what happens. It happened to me. It happened to the, the dozens of friends that I have in the industry. And so uh, great, great information, Rob. Let's talk a little bit about you know, because you got to a point where you had success, you've made millions of dollars, thanks to this incredible industry. And one of the things that I, I think that you probably had an inspiration to do was to take a lot of this knowledge to take a lot of the mistakes you made, and put it into a book. And so in a couple books now, and so talk a little bit about, you know, what, what made you write the books and give some information of where people can get those books and take a listen, because um, I think they're extremely important with updated, there's great network marketing books out there, audience, but these are updated. And this is something that is really important to know that the industry has changed a little bit from 1973, right? Some things have stayed the same, but marketing and branding have definitely changed. So talk a little bit about your books, Rob. Yeah, for sure. So first book took me eight years to write. It's called The Game of Networking and it says seven years, but by the time it was published, I didn't want to make that edit again. It was, it was eight years. And it was because full disclosure, 
I was so worried about having a bad book and being judged. And I was still going, I'm still going through the personal development process. Like we all are. That's a lifelong process, but I, I really, really worried what other people thought. And the game of networking is, is really teaching people how to be a networker first and a network marketer second. So look, think of a modern day, how to win friends and influence people for network marketing. Nice. That's exactly what it is. Um, I've got one gal that had never made money in network marketing for 30 years. And now she's been to 15 of my masterminds. After she got my book, she said, I've done everything wrong for the last 30 years. And she said, someday, she says, I'll be a top leader. Rob's going to become a friend of mine and I'm going to speak around the world with him. And he's going to personally coach me. And her whole team laughed at her. She told him all this. So she reached out to me probably about a year later. And she told me this story and I said, oh, how are you doing? She's like, I made 50, 50K. I'm like, oh, that's like no one in a year, you're in the 1%, 1%. She said, no, I made that last month. And she said, you're going to help me get to over 100K. And I did. I think we got our highest check to 180K for the month, which again, those of you listening, that's not normal. I'm not talking that is normal. That's the extreme of the extreme of the extreme of the extreme. She had 30 years, right, of, of learning lessons to go off of as well. And she took massive action. Um, and that just really fueled me, right? It was just fueled me to be better, to become more, to learn more. And so then I wrote the game of conquering and the game of conquering was giving you specific strategies. Cause think about it. Most of the time, it's not the skills. I teach a lot of skills. I'm a coach. Most of the time, it's not the skills. It's the mindset that prevents us from taking action. So then we keep trying to learn new skills to fill our insecurities, and so this whole book uh, is all on no fluff. It goes on the top five fears network marketers have. I did a poll on it. It'll give you solutions. Um, I've had six figure and seven figure earners tell me, oh my goodness, I had no idea. Like I needed help here and there. And it's been fun to see so many use it as, as book club. Those are my two main books. I have several other book collaborations that are incredible. Network marketing secrets from top earners, recruit your way to six figures, um, those are where each person takes a chapter and gives their best of the best. Right now, you can find them on Amazon or you can where you get the best deal is if you go to www.bookbundle.robsperry.com and then I'll ship all four of those books. And I am working on Mike right now. I've been working for the last year and a half on three books because I, I have ADHD, which stands for Dude Has Dreams. So sometimes like I start on one and I'm like, yeah, I need a fresh start. So I go start on the other. Ah, I need a fresh start. So I actually have, I have three that are about done. I won't release them all, of course, at one time. Uh, but uh, it's just, you know, it's a process of trying to explain it where people understand it. And what's interesting, I've never said this before on a podcast or live is I take my books and give them to people that are not in network marketing. And if I can make it make sense to them, Sure. then it can make sense to everyone. So that's one of my little hacks to help because they're like, I, what does this mean, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, I got to do a better job explaining uh, for it. So it's it's been it's been a lot of fun and also challenging. I, I yell at my laptop a lot and get mad and then I get really excited, right? Like back, like yesterday I wrote down, I got on my whiteboard, huge whiteboard here, probably like 12 concepts to add to one of my books. And you know, you know, it goes inspiration comes and you're excited and then you get like stumped for a little bit. So it's been, it's been tremendous. It's been a lot of fun to, to have that impact in the industry. The stories you get to hear from are just so fun. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, we, we appreciate you sharing that. And 
And again, all other channels, guys, you can find Rob all over YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And, and it kind of leads me into to my next question. And then I'll wrap up with our last one. Uh, uh, but more important, Rob, than, than, than all the, the, the success and all the accolades and all that, it comes to a point where most people join network marketing for all different reasons, freedom, that or not. But I would say the bulk of people join because they want to make more money. They want to or make more money with freedom and not have that, yeah. that 10-hour workday, right? But when you do get to that point, right? Because I always say we got to leave the audience with some inspiration of, look, you are going to get to this point. If you do these things and you follow these these mentors and these great books like Rob and get coached and do all those things, you can have success here. There's no doubt about it. I know you can't even have never met you before. But when you do get there, man, like, what does it feel like to be financially free, not to have to worry about the bills and stuff. And rather than I think you just from what I follow, you're not about the things more than you are the experiences. It looks like you do a lot more experiences with your family. But talk about a little bit of things once you started making the money uh, that you were able to do with that. It's pretty surreal. I try to always keep perspective and remember the hard times and remember the struggle and remember what we went through. Um, possessions are fun, but what I say to people is there's nothing wrong with possessions as long as they don't define you. So, you know, people are, sometimes people feel insecure because they have a nice car or a nice house. Like there's nothing wrong with that as long as they don't define you. So for me, my favorite quote of all time has become my mantra that, that those that know me, uh, know I'm known for it is die with memories, not with dreams. And so you hear things like, does your why make you cry? And when someone first starts in network marketing, their goal is to make their money back. Like they're like, you're weird. Does your why make you cry? Right. <laughs> and then eventually their why does grow of like, what's your real purpose? Most people, if you ask them, what do they want? They don't really know what they want. Say, I want time for you. What? Like, what does that mean? Like be specific. What do you really want? Why do you want it? It's like, you have to keep peeling back the layers. So I'm going to help you dream a little bit bigger for all of you. And you can borrow some if you want, or you create your own, of course. I have two boys, two girls, uh, incredible wife. I decided with my wife about 15 years ago that some, at this point, I only had one kid. And we knew we wanted to have about four kids. Actually, we wanted to have six until we had one. And then we're like, how are you getting you to, get to, <laughs> to four? And I tell everybody, we're great. Two kid parents, four kid parents, a little sketchy. I'm like, we're good two kid parents. We tell our own kids that. We don't know which two we choose, but... We're good two kid parents. So we created this goal that we said, and at this point we weren't like financially well. We said, one day we're going to make enough money to take all of the kids, all of their spouses their, and all the grandkids on an all expense paid trip every single year to create epic memories. That's legacy right there. That's what it's about. Well, it went deeper. Then years ago, my wife and I said, because we got two boys, two girls, we're going to take kids when they turn 12 on a local trip with the opposite gender parent. And then when they turn 16, anywhere they want in the world. Well, my oldest is 16, then 14, then 10 and seven. So two have, one has already had both trips and one or two. And the other one um, has had one of those two trips. So my son just turned 16. And he said in November last year, he's like, dad, you said anywhere in the world. I'm like, yeah, my wife's like, we're sure about this. I'm like, we're absolutely sure about this. Okay. He's like, I want to go to Dubai. So we went to Dubai, we swam with sharks, we went skydiving, we went on the little, the camels, we did the dune buggy, we went and rented Ferraris and Lamborghinis, we got to go uh, on a yacht, right? We got to go do the beach, we got to go do the tallest building, like, I, I don't even remember it was so much. And guess what's more important than that? 
my relationship with him is, was the hardest of all the kids. It's maybe 10 times better than it was. Like it's insane. And you look at that and it's just crazy. I didn't work at all um, for those two weeks. And it was, it was just crazy cool. So now my daughter's already like, and my wife are talking like, where are we going to go? Right. Like, <laughs> and it's so cool. Cause they're all dreaming and they're all talking about this. And the last thing I'll say is I also created years ago, my dad grew up filthy, rich, filthy, rich. And he taught me, he's like, look, money, big deal. It's like all the money he's like in the world means nothing. If you don't have perspective on the friendships, relationships, family, and that stuff. And so he always taught me that. And he was always there for my, my, my siblings and I, where he would spend three to four hours tennis every day with us. And so I always had that and that's what I wanted. And so now uh, we do minimum of seven family vacations every single year. So I was just in Marco Island for my mastermind. First day I show up there, white sand, like they said, beaches are incredible resort. Call my wife up. I'm like, book it. She's like, what do you mean? Like we're coming back here a month from now. We're taking the kids. She booked it that day. Like when you don't have to worry about time or money, right? She's just like, okay, done. She's like, I got it booked. We'll be there for a week. I'm like, cool. See if any of the other families in the neighborhood want to come. And they always laugh at us because we're just always going. We're like, whoever wants to come? Like, yeah, you guys can always go, right? <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I'll say on that is uh, my my two oldest are playing high school tennis. One's a junior, one's a freshman. So I decided, you know what, this year, my goal was to double my income and work 25 hours a week. And I've done it. I've done it this year. Um, and I coach my kids' high school tennis teams. So my, my daughter's tennis team has two more weeks in about 30 minutes. I go leave and I go do that with her team for, you know, the next two and a half hours. And then they got the region tournament, which I'll spend all day on Thursday and Friday and then state the following week. And so five months of the year, I'm spending 25 hours a week coaching the high school tennis teams because I get to do what I want when I want. But again, do you see how clear I was on what I wanted? Now don't freak out. If you're not clear, don't panic. Don't say what's wrong with me. It doesn't start there, but hopefully then now you understand that the dream boards and the affirmations and the goals you write down, all that stuff isn't cliche if you actually utilize it the right way. And I did. And trust me, I still went through times where I'm like, is this going to work for me? And doubts. And right when I worked 80 hours a week and made less than $400 a month, I didn't know I was supposed to laugh or cry at that check. Right. <laughs> My wife's like, is this going to work for us? I'm like, uh-huh. Right. So I just want everyone to, I want to preface that. So people aren't like, what's wrong with me if I don't have that? It, it's not something, you know, that everyone has right away. It grows and expands, but always challenge your dreams, always challenge your vision because you don't lack motivation. You lack vision. Wow. Well, Rob, listen, I mean, I, I, I just crossed off my last question because it would not make any sense to try to follow that with what I was going to ask. But, you know, you said so many great things and, you know, the, the, the biggest thing I got out of this entire podcast and for our listeners, everyone's got, you know, what you're looking for. And for me, it was that vacation with your son brought you guys 10 X closer. That has nothing to do with the money, but if the money wasn't there, he wouldn't have been able to do that dream vacation. So it's okay to want both. It's okay to yeah. have both, right? And that's the thing is don't be upset with, oh, you know, someone told me that money's not big or I went to my church and they told me, no, what's the reason for the money? What do you want to do with it? And what can it do to change your family and, and make things better like that? And so 
Rob, man, I thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you. The life of a networker uh, is blessed to have you on the podcast and we'll continue to uh, set times and get connected and have you back on when those uh, book number uh, three, four, and then five come out. So appreciate you, man. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you as well. And we'll do it again. Thank you for listening to The Life of a Networker. We really hope you have gotten some inspiration or value from listening to our show. For more info or to reach out, visit us at thelifeofanetworker.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Tell2 app, powered by RapidFunnel. It's not just another app. It's an entirely new technology category. The Tell2 app gives you a genuine way to build real relationships with your customers and get quality referrals with less work from you. Go to tell2app.com and build your brand, your way, and tell your story better.